Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hi friends, this is Sarah May for another episode of Help Me Be Me. This is an episode for Diana, so I hope this helps and thank you for writing to me. So I'm calling it Vengeance of the Heart. So this is for anyone who has been burned and maybe now you're struggling with the idea of revenge. So maybe you were in a relationship and someone dis- and you discovered that they were cheating on you or maybe you you discovered that and you confronted them and they acted aloof and then immediately moved on. So this is an episode so that you can accept the truth of your situation so that this this never happens to you again. And if you are reeling from a very recent realization, I know that this is all a lot to take in. So don't do this all at once. So if you're going to listen to this, take it with a grain of salt and just take it in a little bit at a time. Because the loss of someone you loved itself is just painful. And on top of that, you're confused by the fact that they seemed to care nothing about you or your feelings. And that is also painful. And it's extremely confusing because you have feelings in all different directions. So some of them probably contradict and they don't make sense. Because this is not how a person who loved you is meant to act. And that is a key piece of information. That is not how someone is meant to act if they loved you. So it's not normal, it's not average, and this is not what your life and your future are going to be. So if you're here right now in your life, I'm guessing you are reeling over the loss and also over just what the hell happened and what is wrong with me if they're not trying to get me back. Like, why didn't they love me enough to want me. That's, of course, what you would think. So when you see that they are apparently not caring about you, it can evoke rage and then also obsession because you're feeling curious, like you're trying to decipher the meaning of all these completely bizarre facts. And those feelings are toxic, to say the least. You can remain trapped here in these terrible feelings if you do not decide to change it. So you should not be here. You were never meant to be here, but this person has caused you to be. So uh, know that this is your greatest teacher in life, this relationship, and that it was meant to happen because you have very important learning to do about yourself right now. So I want you to treat it that way and don't let this be for nothing. So I'm going to start with the very basic reasons why you shouldn't do any kind of revenge ever. So that's part one. And then um, part two is going to be about the why behind this person, like why they are the way they are. And then part three is the why behind you. So why you chose this person. And then part four is going to be some tools to help you moving forward. 
All right, are you ready? Let's do this. Part one, why revenge is never a good idea. So you allow them to exploit you because you will act against your truest self. And that is your most loving, happiest self. So you're, by enacting revenge, you enact someone lower than they are. Like you get down on their level and then you get below them because you're showing you want their attention. And even though it's negative attention you want from them, it's still an invitation to engage. And that includes any kind of interaction. That includes any random email saying, I don't know if you want your stuff. Like that's still an invitation. So all of it, not okay. The best way to think of this is they are forcing you to act against yourself. Like whenever you want to engage, even if it's in a negative way, they are pushing you with their uh, power over you to make yourself belittled in front of them. So don't let them defile you by forcing you to feel lower than who you are. Additionally, you are actively keeping the door open. So you are the one inviting them to engage with you. Even if you're like throwing a brick through their window, that's an invitation to respond. If you really, really wanted nothing to do with somebody, you would cut it off immediately. So you're saying in your actions, I care. When it comes to a person who has hurt you, the most valuable thing you have is access to yourself. So cut it off. Show your own value by cutting off that access and don't look back. Don't look back to see if they're looking. It doesn't matter. Who cares? They burned you. And that's not cool. That's not okay. That person is not allowed to talk to you again. That person must win you over if they are going to be worthy of your time. So their behavior, if if you were to interpret it logically, tells you that you were not enough and that you were meant, uh, you meant nothing to them. So it makes sense that you would feel drawn to wanting validation from them because it's something they basically told you with their actions that you are uh, nothing. You're worth nothing. So it's, it's someone who scorned you and the fact that you're affected so intensely means that somewhere deep down, you believe they're right. And you're questioning the truth of your value as a person. So you would almost think if you really could see the truth of your situation, you would laugh at the realization you have now. Like you'd be like, I can't believe I was with such a douchebag that they, and that they fucked this up. Like I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to them. You would never talk to them again. Instinctually, you would know, I can't believe I was with such a loser. So the fact that you don't feel that way shows you think something in them, see something in you that is true. You think it's about you. But that is false. And that is what this emotion in you, this little snag in your stocking comes down to. You think it's got anything to do with you. So if you are completely confident in the knowledge that you are perfect and you are great and you are a catch. You would never think about them again. You wouldn't, you'd be stoked to be past this. Um, so I know you don't want to care about them and you wanting vengeance 
is coming from wanting them to care. And that is wanting them to validate that you mattered to them. So this is a tough love kind of thing for me to say, but I'm going to say it because I really want you to hear me. They don't. They don't care. They're only looking at themselves, which is their loss because they are trapped in their shit. They cannot see you or your pain, and you have to accept that. The illusion they presented was not real. They don't and probably can't ever care about you because in reality, they have serious issues has nothing to do with you or your worth as a person. You accidentally chose a person who cannot see you or love you, and you deserve someone who loves you, who cherishes you, who will never for a second lose you because they know what they have. And that person exists. In truth, they absolutely do. But you have to start acting as the person that will be capable of choosing them too. You have to train yourself out of the bad habits and choose better and only choose better. And you have to set your own bar higher starting now. Which brings me to part two, which is the why behind just the universal types who cheat or intentionally screw over others. So this has nothing to do with you, all of them, every single type. This problem is related to a person and their issues. And I'm going to go through kind of various casual types and then also some severe. But universally, all of them are choosing to act as ugly humans. And what I mean by that is they do not deserve another second of your time because how dare they involve you with their completely damaging and careless acts. Like it, it's always a choice. It has nothing to do with powerlessness, no matter what. They decided to not value you. And that is all that you need to know about. Regardless of how fucked up they are, they cast you as a human aside. So there is a very large scale of disorder related to manipulation, dishonesty, and cheating. Um, so if you want to read more on specific topics, I'm going to post some references at the bottom of this when I post the podcast. So number one on my list, self-haters. So this is a weird one, but they do uh, do this kind of thing to avoid intimacy because they don't want to be, quote, seen. So they stay as far outside of a relationship as possible, and they're never a participant, only a manipulator, because then they're safe and they're not threatened. And if I were in your shoes, I might be thinking, oh, poor person, I can convince them that they are great. And to that, I say, nope, you can't. Only they can learn to love themselves. And besides that, fuck them. Don't feel bad for them. You need to learn a lesson about what just happened to you. Who cares? Don't think about them. Think about you. Number two on my list, I'm calling, this is my metaphor, it's very colorful, but it's so you can remember it, the Don Juan Halloween costume. And by that, I mean, it's someone who gets confidence about their worth from people wanting to be with them sexually. So it's a superficial kind of uh, 
affirmation that doesn't last. It's very fleeting. So it's basically just someone that wants lots of attention. And that's define, that's, that's how they define how well they're doing in their life is by just people wanting them or being able to get people to want them. So it's like almost like an arbitrary messed up measure of value. Um, and it's kind of like when somebody like gets excited because they fight in, uh, fit into a size zero and it makes them feel like they're, they're skinny or they're okay, even though that's just an arbitrary measure. It just, it represents in this case, I am powerful and I'm attractive or I'm worthy. So number three on the list, sheer childlike selfishness. And sometimes if someone's screwed you over, it's just because they were selfish and they wanted what they wanted. And in the moment, it was probably pleasure of some sort. So if it was the first time that this has ever happened to them, they they likely have to learn this lesson by experiencing the suffering of their loss. And it's something that a lot of people have to learn once in their lifetime because they can't understand or comprehend what it's like to lose someone until it actually happens. So hopefully they will never do it again. And if this person does not feel that loss, and that would be a completely different type of person, which is deep breath. Number four, sex addicts. So don't close your ears. This is way more common than you think, and there is a very vast range of behaviors. So in general, it's a person who is foundationally damaged from a very young age, and sex became a way of soothing um, everything, really. It just became life, like a like life force. So they take this on as like a, a kind of a form of oxygen, and it's a nonstop obsession. So it's like a fixation, and it's all-consuming, and you cannot talk them or love them out of it. It's a permanent condition, and you are merely in the path of destruction. So if you date someone who was soliciting prostitutes or had multiple avenues of cheating, and it seemed to be happening kind of at all times, at all hours, you are likely with a sex addict. And they are also often very, very, very manipulative, and they're also often sociopaths. Um, and sociopaths lack empathy, so they don't feel what they're doing to you is that bad. Even after they watch you kind of destroyed, they have a totally different value system than you do, despite whether or not they convinced you that they agreed with your value system. They actually don't feel your pain. Like they can't identify with your pain. They don't feel at all real guilt. So you have to stay away from them. Don't listen to their words, only to their actions, because this kind of relationship is very, very dangerous. The types of people who are attracted to them are usually the most giving. They're usually overly focused on helping someone else, loving someone else despite their flaws. Um, and if you loved someone like this, you probably wanted to feel needed, and they probably wanted you and needed you. And that's usually how it starts. So all in all, the most important point to remember in all of these cases, if this happened to you, it's not about you. You were never the cause of the situation, no matter what this person said to you. They have their own selfish issues to work out. And in many cases, they can't work them out. Like they're just set in. So I want you to accept this information so that you can approach the situation properly. Like, I literally want you to paste this on the wall in your room. 
or put it on the wallpaper of your phone. And especially if you get into that place of like, why don't they care about me? You have to remind yourself it has nothing to do with you. They don't even know you. They're not capable. They only know themselves and what they want. Which brings me to part three. The why behind you. So if you chose a person like this, you were likely tolerating bad behavior for a very long time. And so there were likely warning signs that you either didn't see or didn't acknowledge. And that is what I I want you to start looking at right now. What made you ignore them? So if it's inciting a want of revenge on somebody else, somehow their opinion of you defined you to yourself. It held power and it still does. So somewhere you don't have a convicted opinion of yourself. And so I would like you to do a journal exercise. I want you to ask yourself what warning signs that you now know were things you missed before and what in you disregarded them. Why did you let them go? Were there things that you thought were you were cool with and the others in your life were like, oh my God, that's crazy. I can't believe that you're okay with that. So when people have issues, those issues cannot be ignored. So I really want you to promise yourself that you will not choose the same kind of person again. Make a commitment to yourself that you will do the work necessary to avoid this forever. And when it comes to trust, your trust is not ruined. Your trust has been shattered for now, yes, and you're in a healing process, but know that it will be very clear to you who is trustworthy and who is not once you do the necessary learning and work on yourself. So before you get back into any relationship, do this process and do it right. So here are a couple of the qualities that come with choosing untrustworthy people. Number one, you feel unworthy or damaged. So you choose someone maybe despite the warning flags. Like maybe you see that they're kind of screwed up, but you're like, but it's, I'm cool. I've had, I've gone through stuff too. Regardless, that is not self-protective, which makes me think, You have feelings that you are not good enough, or maybe you're not hot enough, or maybe you're just damaged good somehow. Like maybe you think you can't get anyone, quote, great or ideal, or you're never going to find someone who'll love you as well as you love them. And that is just a bad habit. It's a bad habit of thinking. So it's a sign you've got to do some work on yourself in this area, and you've got to improve your relationship with yourself. You've also got to just shed those types of thought processes, like literally pick out those statements and then through repetition, just untrain them. So start some heavy duty self-work. Number two, you are codependent. And so if you are nonstop obsessed with what this person's thinking and feeling and you can't stop taking apart the things that they said about you or what they think about you, I'm guessing you have a history of either alcoholism in your family Or maybe you had parents who were incapable, or you had a parent who left, or maybe you had a parent uh, that was just incapable or consumed with work or had rage problems, or maybe you were a main caregiver in your household. So when you are codependent, it's because you had a dynamic uh, that allowed you to function, 
because you placed your focus in somebody else. And either that was predicting somebody else's behavior or it was making sure somebody else was okay. And that's something that everyone does for survival. It's healthy when you need it, but not so much now. So it's also a bad habit and you can untrain it. You just have to be aware of it. And if there are issues you haven't dealt with yet to do with your childhood, you should start on them now before getting into another relationship. So just don't bring them with you to the next one because the next one you're going to choose someone who's awesome with no issues at all. And it's going to be amazing. Um, so if this sounds like you, you will have to start doing some exercises on yourself to do this kind of work. And actually, there's a great book called Codependent No More. And I'll put a link to it in the blog version of this. Number three, they made you feel good about yourself. So if this person came into your life and they were very strong and complimentary and they feel they made you feel like the most beautiful, amazing person in the world, but maybe you allowed yourself to accept less than positive behavior because you knew that they loved you and they needed you and they thought the world of you and that made you happy. I'm guessing that you hadn't, you didn't believe that about yourself before and maybe you didn't have anyone make you feel that way at all in your life. So I'm sure it was very shocking and also profound just to feel this good about yourself and I know this is a tough situation because you were manipulated to feel great and so the loss for you I'm sure is very real mainly because you lost your like a self that you loved and now it's like you feel like nothing and that is very very hard to accept like you were living out a false reality so there are many many layers to why this is so painful um, and it usually hurts the most if it's something you didn't believe was true of yourself before. So maybe if they made you feel like a princess, you're going to hurt even more if you didn't feel like a princess before that person said it to you. So I guess I want to illuminate that this is how, that's how you should feel about yourself anyway. So if you didn't enter your relationship knowing that about yourself, that you should love yourself that much and you should covet yourself that much and that you needed them to define that for you, then that is the muscle that you need to build. Like you have to build strength and conviction in your beauty and worth. And you have to do it with self-love and you have to do it with self-bettering. So your love for yourself backs you up in the future in all relationships. Even if others take their love away from you, you will never be leveled like this again because you'll have a shield that is the love of yourself. I know that's easier said than enacted. So just start simple and just have the goal to love yourself more. So just start, start taking steps in that direction. Which brings me to part four, the tools to get your brain off of this icky lame person. So let this be the only time you choose wrong because this person caused you a lot of hurt and pain and you escaped with your life intact. And hopefully they didn't rob you of your finances or give you herpes, but know that it is a great teacher. And we all need these big lessons for a reason because they give us a very specific piece of knowledge that we were likely lacking before. So take it as that and really reflect so here are some very specific mm, topics slash tools slash things to take with you. Number one, don't get sad, get angry. 
I know that sounds weird because I am I never condone hate or anger, but in this case, it's very, very helpful if you are trying to untrain wanting attention from them. Like so if you're like longing for them or like having a hard time focusing on yourself and you're just obsessed with them still and like wanting them to love you even though you hate them and you're mad this is a good this is a good process so you should be thinking just focusing on like how dare they like how dare they lie to me like really focus on like what they did to you accept it they defiled you that you are so precious and how could they discard you like that so get really pissed off focus on how terrible that is not so much that you want them to love you but just get mad at this even having happened to you put that energy toward never allowing it to happen again so just ask for the vision that you need to see this coming in the future you really need to get mad at the fact that this person did this to you at all and that in the idea of acting enacting revenge, you're allowing yourself to look toward them, to think about them. And that shows you care about their attention. So just be mad at that. Hate that. Um, number two, decide your values. So write a list in your journal based on your new experience and your new learning that just write the list of your standards of conduct for how you demand to be treated as a human. And know that you're going to stick to them. So decide those terms that you're going to abide always. And so if someone in the future does not adhere to them, you cut them out of your life. And that will get you so far. If you just stick to those, you really don't have to do anything else right. Number three, you have to stay completely honest with yourself. So you have to look for those warning signs and you have to accept them unconditionally. I think a lot of the time when we want something so bad, like we want to be in love so bad or we want to be adored by somebody so bad and it's something so intoxicating that you just sometimes want to ignore or forgive the signs that this is not right. And something in you told you the way that this person was before you got this far, but you somehow allowed it to slip past you. You accepted it as okay. And that, that one decision altered your future. So it's something you have to decide to change from this point on in your life. Number four, act in accordance with your own best thinking. And this is just the best go-to rule because often you get really conflicted or overwhelmed or like ambivalent and you're torn in opposite directions simultaneously and there are very good reasons for both, but just be disciplined Focus on not letting any of those urges, emotional weaknesses, just battle those to the death and always choose in favor of your own best thinking. Because you know rationally, you don't want to be taken down by an asshole. So just keep sticking to that knowledge and distract yourself. Just chain yourself, whatever it is, throw the phone out the window Act in accordance with your own standards of conduct as a human. In other words, don't permit anyone to bring you lower than who you are, which is kind and loving and worth loving and demanding of respect. Number five, 
book up your time like mad. So that's just focus-wise and literally social occasions-wise. Book your calendar up. So this is also in favor of building up more of who you are, everything that's great in you. So you're going to add friends, you're going to add social gatherings, you're going to add hobbies, you're going to add classes, you're going to fill your schedule to the roof, and you're just going to focus and fantasize about what you want more of. Which brings me to number six. Get happy with you solo. So before you're going to get into another relationship, you need to do work on being really loving towards yourself and really protective of that self. You need to grow the bond you have with you so that you can rely on you no matter what. You've got to do some reflecting and healing and get some perspective and understanding on yourself. Which brings me to my wrap-up. So in closing, I know it hurts right now. And I know you're, you have a lot of feelings that have to go somewhere. And for a lot of reasons, this is the best thing that ever happened to you. This is your greatest teacher. And this is showing you that that future was not your lot in life. That was not your future. You are above this. You are above this emotion. You're above this situation, and you know it. So decide that right now you're going to grow as a result of this experience, and you're going to use it as a tool to grow the muscles you have been missing so that you can be happy and that you can find the person out there that's waiting for you. Literally, what is most important right now is focusing inward, looking at yourself openly, and wanting to know and protect that self and treating yourself as precious and important and above anything else, above anyone else. So decide you only want to be with someone who loves you back and loves you right and set a bar for what you deserve and just stop trying to figure that other person out because who cares? Yuck. Get your focus where it belongs on what you want in life and what you will have, and who you want to be, and who you want to be with. And that's all that matters. Let this chapter go. Just rise above it. I hope this helped. I hope this helped. I hope this helped, Diane. And I love you all. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.